Jordan and Jake. Powered by Ortho Carolina. The home stops. He throws it across field. Guess who? Jordan Gross. Here are your Panther Hall of Honor members, Jordan Gross and Jake DeLome. Jake DeLome, week one of the NFL season, finally. It seems like I've been waiting for it for months, but I guess that's the case. How excited are you to get back into the stadium, man, and call a game? Oh, Jordan, if I could only tell you how excited Well, tell me. That's the point of our whole show. I I, I just, I don't know. I can't contain my enthusiasm. I'm, I'm so excited to... As we take this on Thursday morning, so excited to watch the game tonight. But like, I, my flight's at six forty-five on Saturday morning. I'll probably be at the airport at four o'clock, waiting to get on the plane to get to Charlotte. I'm just, I'm thrilled. I'm excited. It's week one. It's back in Carolina. It's back in Panther Stadium. It's watching the 2021 Panthers with Sam Darnold leaving the helm. We can talk about anything else in the world, but we all know it's the whole storyline this week is Sam Darnold, the quarterback. And oh, by the way, we're playing the Jets. Shocking the NFL did that. Well, I'm excited for you to call the game as well. I'm always torn when I'm not in the broadcast booth. I want to watch the live copy and I love listening to you and Zoke and Mick. There's usually like that doesn't line up just perfect. So I, what I do usually is I watch the game on TV and then when I'm out and about driving in the car over the next couple of days, I listen back to the audio broadcast. So that that's, that's I won't be able to critique you and give you any feedback immediately, Jake, so you have to wait a few days. But you, you're going to do great. I'm jealous that I'm not going as well. And the game tonight, awesome. Bucks, Cowboys. Cowboys coming off a of hard knocks. Do you ever watch hard knocks? Are you a hard knocks fan? I, I am a hard knocks fan, but I am an episode behind. So, uh, well, I'll, I'll give you a little week. taste of it. Dramatic cuts happen after this final preseason game. Who will make the roster? And then there's they show a bunch of close ups of nervous football players. Well, I all I know is I, I think it might have been episode three. It might have been two. They did a drone footage video. Oh, sweet! Of, like. How crazy was that? You know, from yeah. the star or whatever they call it. Yeah, I thought that was pretty. Yeah. Uh, that was pretty awesome. But no, I am a hard knocks guy. I do enjoy that. I enjoy the drama of the NFL and love everything about it. I just didn't feel like this season though had like good characters. The like I don't know. It just I don't know. It was not. I wasn't as excited about it. But it does make the game tonight more interesting. It'll be really awesome seeing a full stadium. And say what you want. People could argue left and right about whether or not that you know, whatever, but I'm excited to watch it from home. I actually have to coach a JV game at the same time, same kickoff. We're on ESPN. This game is on prime, you know, regular uh, network broadcast, but I have to record the game because it starts at 6.30 here. It's pretty early. Yeah, well, um, it's it's 7.30 here for me, and I am beyond excited to watch Uh, uh, this game tonight, and it will not be close, by the way. Yeah, is there any way the Cowboys can win? That's what I was wondering. Uh, I can't figure out how. You know, yeah. I'm, I love Dak Prescott, huge fan. But what I saw on the field last year for Dallas and then 
He's coming off. I'm not worried about the injury of the ankle. I'm really and truly not. Um, right. But the throwing shoulder and the, the lack of reps and oh, yeah. I don't know. And then then their, their best offensive lineman is out with COVID and, and things of that nature. So I anticipate a uh, – and I could be wrong, but Bruce Arians, he played their starters in the preseason a good amount. So I think they're chomping at the bit, ready to go. Well, and the good thing is if we talk about the game on Thursday this much, then producer Matt has to run this on Thursday so we get one more day of airtime for our podcast he can't play it on friday now so there you go matt you're welcome um let's talk panthers now so we can move on panthers versus jets first time fun fact for you first time the panthers have opened the season with an afc east opponent so when i hear things like that still happening for the first time i it makes me realize in the nfl world how young our franchise still is 27 years old you know what i mean it just seems very, like by now we would have this would have happened yeah very young and already in the super bowl uh two time um unfortunately can't get that win so hopefully this is the beginning to uh whether it be this year or in future years a uh a run back to the super bowl and a championship for the Panthers. yeah it, it seems you know like there's good things happening who knows i want to ask you about you know who knows what power rankings mean but the panthers to start the season off are anywhere from like 24th to 29th in the nfl so that would suggest that the powers that be say we are not a super bowl contender this year jake are we 24th to 29th in the nfl I don't think we're there, Jordan. I truly believe we can be a team that can nibble at getting into the playoffs this year. I think we're starting to – I think the roster is improved from last year. I truly believe that. I think the schedule plays out favorably early on for us. I think it gets extremely difficult the latter part of the year. Um, I'm one – I try to be probably a little more glass, you know, half full than half empty guy um, when it comes to the Panthers. Man, I think we can get to that, you know – I think we're going to be an eight-win team. Can we get nine or ten? I mean, how does the ball start rolling? And what does health play into it? And and which team will take the wrong turn? Because that always happens year in and year out. Um, And can you get a win? I mean, listen, we were in all these games last year. We were close. Uh, We had opportunities to to convert on last drive uh, wins. And you just need one of those to get moving. You know, and we're young. We're a young football team. I think we're the youngest roster in the NFL, if I'm correct. So um, it's a it's a lot of room for improvement, a lot of room for these young guys to make these next steps to be the true household names. Okay, so we're playing the Jets, which was also the first win ever for the Panthers in 1995. So I've been doing my facts checking on this thing. Uh, do you feel like Sam Darnold? So you've played, you know, we've talked about this on our show before, but we, I think it's relevant every time this situation comes up. I remember when we went and played you when you were a Cleveland Brown, and I remember Correct. watching the look at your on your face when you guys won. It was like a relief more than a joy, I felt like, when I saw you across the field. Maybe joy a little bit, but definitely some relief. What's it like as a quarterback facing your former team? And and yours was much different because Sam Darnold's leaving on or coming here with like a stumbling start to his career. You know, you had a lot of success in Carolina, a lot of good things. So what in the world could be going through his brain right now? Well, okay, so two times I've played teams where it's my former team. The first time was 2003. Uh, Panthers signed me from the New Orleans Saints, and we were playing them week four in Bank of America Stadium. And I never, ever, 
ever had trouble sleeping the night before a game. That's something that never bothered me one bit. Even the night before the Super Bowl, slept fantastic. Because I always just felt prepared and ready to go. And that was a good feeling for me. Um, And so I would sleep. I didn't sleep a wink the night before the Saints game. Because I <laughs> wanted to sh- shove it up there, you know what. Because Jim Hazlitt was the head coach. Um, I was not his guy. You know, he viewed me strictly as a backup. Um, And I just wanted to stick it to them like, no other. And so I was like foaming at the mouth to play that football game. And then after that, when we played the Saints, because obviously in the division, never bothered me after that. But it was just that initial uh, game. Fast forward seven years later, I'm in Cleveland playing the Carolina Panthers. I It was later in the season, November or whatnot. I had gone through a couple of high ankle sprains, was not healthy. I remember I refused to go to dinner with you and Khalil the night before because I didn't want to put myself through that. I was like, you know what? That's going to be too emotional for me. I'm going to get myself too worked up uh, and things of that nature. Um, It was more so I just – you wanted to stick it to the Panthers, but I mean, I knew we were a terrible football team and you guys had kind of purged the roster. So listen, it was two bad football teams. I just wanted to suck the lease, I guess you could say. And we were fortunate enough to pull out a win. I played horrible. Um, it was toward <laughs> the end, but but you, you were right. It was more so relief. And, you know, then I want to talk to you guys after the game, but you guys are going through a, uh, you know, uh, a treacherous season to say the least. Um but I guess that season did lead to some good things. Uh, you guys had the first overall picked and, and were able to draft Cam Newton. And that started, I guess, the rebuild process with that football team. So what do you think Darnold's thinking with the Jets, though? So that's that's Listen, the recap of George, you, and I appreciate you, that. I, yeah, what's he, th- what's can, he thinking we, about? He can try to say it's just another game, and I appreciate him doing that. He is doing the right thing. It is not just another game. I understand it's Robert Sala. It's a new staff. But that front office, you were there for a year. They really and truly didn't put any pieces around you, to say the least. Uh, And it was just a miserable – I don't care what he says. I'm looking from the outside in. To me, it looked like a pretty miserable experience in New York uh, with Adam Gase, with how everything transpired with the media and Adam. And and Sam really and truly – I don't think he got crucified in New York like that media can be. I just think it was a, they felt sorry for him in the whole, the grand scheme with the Adam Gates debacle as a head coach and how that factored out into the media. So, but for him, you know, it's got to be, I want to, you always want to complete every pass, but I just want to stick it to him. And that's something where hopefully Sam can just say, hey, I've got a lot of weapons here. I didn't have these guys in New York. Let me go allow the game to work for, uh, you know, to work for me. Uh, We're playing a young quarterback. Hopefully our defense can cause some turnovers. Let me just not turn the ball over, you know, uh, complete the passes. And we're, in my opinion, we have an MVP that didn't play last season. That was hurt from week one. So he's back on this football team. I can't wait to watch McCaffrey run the ball um, going in. So Sam's going to feel it. He's going to feel that pressure. I would think hopefully he can kind of just have it subdued and just kind of, you know, run the offense and not try to do too much. I hope he throws for like four touchdowns and no interceptions. But do you you think that this is – well, first let me ask you this about before we move off quarterbacks. James Morgan is our practice squad quarterback. Okay, He's our technically our number three quarterback, but he's practice squad. 2020 fourth-round pick out of Florida International by who? The New York Jets. Jets, we just signed right. him to practice squad. How helpful, you know, I, I saw that uh, the Jets staff was saying, oh, it happens all the time. It's no big deal. How helpful 
is that kid going to be this week getting ready for this game uh, with, with have just spent the full off season with the Jets? You would hope he can bring some things over just now. Does he know their two-minute signals? What are their two-minute calls? Things like that. What is the cadence like? Is there a certain situation where they're inside the goal line um, or inside the five-yard line, the cadence becomes a set cadence? Uh, what are some of the rules if they're backed up? You know, do they, Are they a team that always goes on two when they're backed up? Just things of that nature. What is the live color uh, for a change of play? So can you steal tidbits like that? Um, I know... I did that when I first came to New Orleans, uh, first came to the Panthers from New Orleans. I gave some of the D linemen, hey, listen, they used to do this. You would assume they've changed it. Um, so you can give some bits and pieces. Uh, hopefully he's a cerebral kid that can give you some tidbits on, hey, so-and-so doesn't like this type of coverage. This gave us trouble in training camp uh, whenever we saw this type of pressure. Things of that nature. Defensively, this is where they struggled some. Six of the seven cornerbacks are in there. Gosh, I think their first or second year. So they're going to be very basic in coverages. Hopefully you can pick his brain and find one or two things because this game as we all know, comes down to the fourth quarter and usually the last drive. So maybe we can use something that can propel us to a victory. Do you ever feel, though, as a player, like some of this information? So anytime we ever got anybody from a team that we were about to play, so if we signed somebody from, you know, the Saints and then that next week we play the Saints, the O-line coaches would or, or the coordinators would always – so say it was like a linebacker from the Saints, okay? So we would bring that linebacker in to our meetings and they'd be forced – to, or asked to give like a presentation, right, Jake? So I was always shocked. Well, for one, if you're a guy that's getting released mid-season, you're not like an usually a critical member of the starting Correct. group. You know what I Get mean? Get that out. So, Get that out right, right away. Exactly. Right. Okay. So you were like, you know, a special teams primarily kind of guy, backup guy, whatever. There was a reason you weren't, you were released. I was always shocked, and, and <laughs> me and Khalil and Travell, like the older linemen that knew, like if we would have got released, I could have went to the next team and just, like our offense would have had to have had a new offense the next week, the Panthers, because I could have divulged so much information. You know what I mean? But I was always so shocked at how little a lot of these guys knew, Jake. You'd get pro football players would come in. All right, let's hear it. I have my pencil and paper out. I'm ready to write down like all their calls and all their signals. And these guys wouldn't know anything. I mean, like rarely did you get useful information. So generally what I would do is I would just like crumple my notes up and throw them away because I felt like if I relied on that bad intel, I was going to be worse off than just trusting my own scouting report, Jake. I don't know if you had the same experience. Couldn't agree with you more. One stuck out <laughs> to me. We played in Cleveland. We opened up with Tampa week one and we claimed a cornerback uh, from Tampa that had just gotten cut. And myself and Brian Dable sat down with him and we tried to question him and it was of no use whatsoever. I mean, I had a pretty good idea of Tampa's defense and their personnel <laughs> from being in the division, but like different calls or different things, he had no idea. So you kind of understood why he was probably cut, but I'm like, yeah, yeah. somebody happens like now a quarterback on the other hand, I certainly hope there's, um, 
there is some information that can be uh, useful, I guess you can say, in uh, in just finding a few tidbits here and there. Now, a quarterback, and this guy definitely would know a lot more, right? Because a quarterback is a different animal, and I'm not trying to make you feel good, but that's really the way it is. But we'd get like a D lineman to come in, and he'd tell us, "Hey, so so there, like if if you were to raise your hand up right now, Jake, and like bend your elbow at 90 degrees and make like a karate chop with your, you know, like your hand, and then if you do that." forward and back like you're chopping the air like that's an international symbol for defensive linemen for it's a straight rush right so they would like uh, what's the call they do that that meant straight rush like ever like most o-linemen knew that and then we would have guys that would come in d-line from other teams they're like hey here's the signal right here for straight rush and they're doing the karate chop and i just be like get the heck out of here that's the worst. I mean, I know that. They'd say, hey, if they say one guy's college, he's going first on the twist game. Well, no crap. Like, that. that's what my high school does, you know? Oh, I, oh, I had no patience. But, but hopefully, hopefully James Morgan can help us out more than that. I did find it interesting that he chose practice squad here over what I'm assuming would have been a practice squad opportunity in New York, but they did just draft Zach Wilson and they're probably married to him for a while. What do you think about that young QB from BYU? Preseason was awesome. I mean, no interceptions, couple touchdowns, threw the ball pretty well. I have no idea if he's going to be a boom or a bust, Jake. Listen, Jordan, you know, so many people are that's all everybody's talking about, what they think. Look, we don't know yet. I do know he has supreme arm talent. The ball comes out of his hand extremely well. I did DVR all the, the three preseason games and tried to watch, uh, just to watch his movement in the pocket. He looks pretty confident. Word is he is a gym rat. Uh, very accurate with the football. That's one thing that I think you I did find. He was very accurate with the football. But I would anticipate they're going to they're going to find easy completions for him this week. They're going to try to move that pocket. Um I mean, Salah's coming over, so that's the San Fran background. I would have Mike uh, uh McDaniel's as the the offensive coordinator. So, I would assume you're going to have tons of movement um in that um in that game movement get him some easy passes one of the touchdowns against green bay in the preseason uh i'm sorry mike lafleur is all the coordinator matt lafleur that's all the same you know that's the same system um as green bay san fran that type of uh teams use so easy completions boots naked um and then they sign some receivers in the offseason they, they they like the kid elijah moore second round pick uh did have a quad injury they like him out of old miss and then uh davis uh from the titans uh did come in and they're trying to retool that line but still i, I just i think we can maybe confuse him with multiple looks i would think coach snow is going to do that and man we have some chess pieces now chin is he a safety is he a backer uh brian burns we saw him dropping coverage and making an interception in the preseason. So I would assume we'd have a bunch of different looks, but hopefully we can cause some problems for the young kid. It's one thing to be in the preseason with a generic game plan, generic defense against second teamers. It's another thing uh, to be week one with a full game plan going in with uh, NFL starters the whole game. Well, we're getting our little taste of COVID uh, consequence with John Miller out. And it's just, you know, a guard is probably like the the, la- the least sexy headline for 
being out with an injury or COVID or whatsoever. We're fortunate Dennis Daly's going to slide in there and he's got a lot of starting experience, but this is going to be a normal trend, Jake, and the non-vaccinated guys, you know, you don't know for sure who isn't, but John Miller had to be out 10 days. So, you know, it, it says a lot about his status. Going to continue to be an issue. So it'll be interesting. You know, Deontay Brown now is kind of the next man up at that guard position. So we'll, you know, obviously I'll be interested in that. Keep an eye on that. Last thing I have, Jake, Christian McCaffrey. He's back, had a number of injuries last year, an ankle sprain, a shoulder, a thigh, was on IR early, then off, and then obviously with only playing three games or it wasn't the year he was looking for. He's the top-ranked running back on Madden 22, and he was the number one fantasy player as well. So the world thinks he's going to be back to what we're used to seeing. What do you think – How do you? what do you expect from Christian – I know you like Chuba Hubbard behind him. We got Royce Freeman now from Denver. Uh, do you limit his snaps at all? Do you try to save, you know, your workhorse, or do you just say, "Man, go out there and get after it week one"? It'd be hard pressed for me to try and save my workhorse. I think he's still young. I think there's tremendous amount of tread left on his tires. Um, I'm playing him, and I'm playing him a, a great deal. Um, I know a couple of years ago he had. Gosh, was it over a hundred catches or something like that? I mean, it was it was crazy the amount of receptions that he had. Will like will we see his receptions come down a little bit? Because you know, I just I think we'll have more involvement with the tight end. I think DJ Moore it will have a breakout season. Robbie Anderson will be what I think he was last year, and Terrence Marshall he has shown an affinity to to make plays. So I just think we have more around him. So I think in general, that's going to help him. I think Joe Brady can use him as his toy. And Chuba has done a good job of showing some explosions. So I, I think we'll see less usage of Christian, but I think it will be in a good way for us. I truly, truly believe that. All right. Well, I think you're right. I would agree with everything you just said. So uh, good luck getting a parking spot at the airport at four in the morning on Saturday. All right. I hear that's the rush hour. Where are you flying out of? I'm flying out of Lafayette, Louisiana. So I uh, have an eight minute drive from my, uh, as soon as I start my vehicle to park, there's a straight flight to Charlotte. So I'm extremely excited about that going into this yeah. year. All right. Well, have fun. I look forward to hearing from you. Send me a picture from uh, the press box and tell everybody hi. All right, man. I will definitely do that. And man, it, it, there's no better time. And like, I just feel it. Like it's a, it's a, it, it's keep pounding, man. You miss a year. It's amazing how much, you, what do you feel inside? I just can't wait to walk back in that stadium, the new turf, the new little lower level suites, field suites. I mean, how great will that be? Are you gonna are you gonna wear your Hall of Honor bright blue jacket just so everybody makes sure they know you're up there? Oh, I'm I'm wearing it to the airport, Jordan. I am wearing it oh, to yeah. the airport. I'm nice. I mean, absolutely, absolutely. Yep, that's a good decision, man. Keep making those kind of decisions in life. All right, see you, man. Take care, Jordan and Jake, powered by Ortho Carolina. Your personalized orthopedic care begins with the click of a mouse. Schedule your next appointment online at orthocarolina.com. Ortho Carolina, your care, your way.